Welcome to Mackie's World, the podcast. Yeah, that's Mackie. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today I present episode 22. Episode 22 of Mackie's World. And I feel like I say this all the time, but it's been a journey. And I appreciate you guys uh, joining me for this ride. You know, I probably sound a little somber because I kind of am. This is like the third episode I've completed or done while there's been a uh, police killing an unarmed black man. And it is very annoying and I get very fed up. Um, This is why I'm in therapy now, to deal with anxiety and stress of this and just my own personal life. So um, it's a lot and I I just don't want to watch these videos of you know, black people being killed by the cops. I don't want to see the body cam footage. It's a lot for me. And uh, I don't want that trauma in my mind 24-7. I mean, I don't want to see it on video. I feel like I deal with this on my day-to-day life. So why do I want to see it on camera? Um, and then on top of that, you have the Derek Chauvin trial going on. And they're just trying to just you know say that uh, George Floyd was on drugs. And like, come on. The entire world was in a pandemic. The entire world saw what happened. Now, I actually never seen the George Floyd video, and I I won't. I've seen the images, still images of um, the cop on his neck, but I, I just don't want to watch all of that. I I, I just just no thanks. Uh, Nipsey Hussle killing. I'm not. I just can't keep doing that to myself and playing it in my mind over and over and over. So, again, that's why I'm in therapy, to get all this stuff worked out. And uh, I had one session session so far. It's been solid. I can't complain. Um, But enough of that. Let's try to uplift our spirits today. Uh, This episode is going to be interesting. Um, You'll see why I mean interesting. But before we dive into all that, i got to bring you another addition to Mackie's Music one of my favorite segments that I do on Mackie's World. Granted, I only have two, which is at the beginning and the end. But um, right now, I'm just going to be biased towards Mackie's music. I really enjoy bringing you guys what I am listening to right now. So, uh, Mackie's music is fun. Because this time around, me and my fiance have been looking for um, songs... For our first dance, and we've actually wound down to three of three songs. Um, our, we have a top three list, but I don't want to share that with you because it's actually going to be a surprise. But um, while we were looking for different songs, um, I'm actually going to share with you guys songs that we did not choose um, for the first dance, and then also the songs that's in my current rotation. So I'm going to go ahead and start with the songs that, um, well, a song that we did not choose that I really like. So, um, a song that she wanted to choose was a song by Destiny Child, which is called Brown Eyes. It's a beautiful melody. I, I like the tune. Um, I like the, I like the, the joint. It is a smash. And, I was like, you know what, yes, we like that song, but uh, there's really no attachment to our story. So, how about we choose a song that we actually kind of grew with and a song we both love equally. So, 
Uh, Brown Eyes almost made the cut and unfortunately did not. Nonetheless, a good song. Um, Another song that we were looking at, but again, didn't really make sense to choose it for uh, a first dance song for us, um, was Close by LMA. She's like, oh, that song is too fast to have the first dance to, but I like the song a lot. It's a really good record, um, and I would sing it to her all the time, so I was like, why not? But, you know, that was my um, my song in the hat for, you know, our first dances, so... Uh, yeah, really, two really good songs, but and unfortunately did not make our top three. Now, um, also, I'm just going to bring you, you know, like I normally do, two songs in my current rotation. I wanted to do like a little special edition for you guys um, as far as um, the wedding journey is concerned. Just bring you guys along in that process because it's been, it's been fun for me, but she's a little stressed out. Uh, so, sorry, but she is stressed. My bad. But uh, two songs in my current rotation right now. Both songs actually come from Outkast. Um, I would say Outkast is a really good group. I mean, <laughs> I'm saying the obvious, but I just feel like I didn't give them enough credit um, as I got older because, you know, I don't even know why. So I'm not even trying to give you a lot. I don't know why I didn't give enough credit. I know um, they have a lot of um, radio hits, but... Outside of their radio hits, they actually have good music. But um, the two songs, I'm cho- two songs I'm going to choose are actually radio cuts, not album cuts. So without further ado, uh, 2006, they had a movie called Out of Wild. And I really like the song Morris Brown. Um, it just brought me back to like the 106 and Park days when their video first released. And I really like that song a lot. So... That's why I chose that. Um, I just randomly decided to pick that up, honestly. Um, I was cleaning, doing the dishes or something like that. And out of nowhere, the video, the image was clear in my mind. I was like, what song by Outkast is that? I thought it was, I like the way you move, but it was actually Morris Brown. So uh, I've been going on runs more recently and just playing Outkast and listen to Morris Brown in particular. Now, a second song that... Um, has been in my rotation, again, by Outkast, a classic record. And I don't think anyone cannot, can deny that this is a classic record. And that's Roses. Um, I mean, I feel like everyone, if you're a millennial, you know the song Roses. Uh, and it's just a classic. Again, like I know all the words to uh, Roses. It's a really good song. Andre Three Stacks really shows his ability to really rap and then just... He's a really good artist, and I don't think that anyone can deny that. Again, millennials will definitely respect him, Gen Zs, um, not to bash y'all, uh, but probably not so much. And hey, I get it. Um, you're just a little too young, but it's all good, youngsters. Uh, we're going to put you on game. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is Mackie's music. I think I brought you guys, what, four songs? So um, that should... No, that should take up a, a nice chunk of time. Not really, but it, it'll take up a decent amount of time for you just to listen to and whatnot. Um, now, earlier I hinted that this episode was going to be interesting. Not all of it, but this part in particular. Um, even as I'm speaking, I am battling with myself because I really did not want to say anything. But... I feel like I need to at least address it a little bit. 
I would love somebody to be on this with me talking about this particular topic because it kind of goes back to episode 21 when I was with Johnny, which was cancel culture. And again, I am battling myself for even wanting to bring up this topic because I know timing is not the best with the uh, AAPI movement and Black Lives Matter movement. Um, And I feel like I don't want to be the one to set anyone back, but this is more with cancel culture and policing of lyrics of rappers. Um, I'm just going to say it a little bit. I'm going to touch on it a little bit and just give my two cents. And this is not to uh, discredit anything, but it goes back to the question that I posed in episode 21 is, where do you draw the line of cancel culture? YG had an album, it's called My Crazy Life, and one of his lyrics is, um, he talks about robbing someone's house, which happens to be Asian. Now, I think that, again, he's just speaking from his point of view in something that he did when he was a young lad. Robbing someone's house obviously does not make it right. Um, and then in particular, singling out uh, a, a group of people also does not make it right either. But I think he was just talking about his experience. Whether it is wrong or right, still his experience. Now, um, ultimately, YouTube and got some backlash because people thought it was um, Asian hate speech. Which, hey, again, I'm not arguing if it is or not. My question is, where do you draw the line on cancel culture and lyrics? So... Uh, people are saying, hey, that's Asian hate speech, let's get that removed, which I totally understand. And I'm all for the AAPI, Stop Asian Hate Movement. But if you're going to police lyrics, I feel like you should be able to police um, you know, the lyrics of him also saying that, hey, um, well, not even him in particular, but people rapping about killing another person. I feel like that's not right either. You know, both situations are both wrong, but it's where do you draw the line when it comes to uh, rap lyrics? That's my only question I have. Um, I don't have like a strong say in this, to be honest with you. I think, you know, again, it, it is him expressing what transpired in his life, but I also don't want to be the person to say, um, that I agree with him because I don't agree with him robbing people, but I think it is okay to rap, you know, something you experienced, if that makes any sense. That's not to, uh, you know, water down anyone's experience as being part of the AAPI community, so I really hope I'm not doing that. I just wanted to pose a question a more of a, a corny think piece in a way. Not really corny, but just, like, have us think, like, you know, where do we draw the line on cancel culture? And and that's all I have to say with that. You know, again, I really did not want to talk about this because I'm not in the business of offending anyone at all. Um, And if it is something that is offensive, you know, hey, my apologies, but that is not my intention at all. Now, um, that's why I say it's interesting because these topics are really uncomfortable to have and you have to use your words carefully you know I feel like sometimes 
um, intent gets lost in the world we live in now. It's like your intention is not to harm. And this is not even about this that past topic. This is just in general. I feel like intent gets lost in translation sometimes. So you have to be clear about what you are saying just so no one can misconstrue your words. But even when you are being careful, someone can still pick apart what you're saying. And that even kind of leads me to, uh, again, episode, I think it was episode 20, I discussed um, women in pay. So Draymond Green has a, he makes a statement that, you know, women are quote-unquote complaining about how much they're being paid. Again, that is poor word choice to use the word complaining in women in pay. I thought that what he said after that to make up for it was great. I think he he thought he made great points as far as, you know, you have to bring in the revenue. Um, also, companies say they support you, but they're not actually marketing you. So you can actually grow the game into bring more revenue in he's challenging businesses that was his overall message was well, challenge business market players like diana tarasi um candace parker skylar diggins um like that is his that was his intention to do that but because his word choice was poor all of that got lost and people just focused on him saying women were complaining so that is the tough part when it comes to sound bites because intention and context can be misconstrued completely. In the world we live in, people don't go out of their way to read the entire story. They look at headlines because it's much easier to digest. And reading has, is essential, but people aren't doing that. So they're not actually grasping the full story. So... How can you be an expert on a topic when you don't know the full story and don't have the context ultimately? Um, So context matters. Intentions matter. And I think that is something, again, that is lost in today's world. And it's like, can we ever go back to that? Um, I listened to an interview with T.D. Jakes. He's He's a preacher. And he was pretty much just saying, like, you know, pass the mic, you know, uh, make sure you use your words uh, intentionally. And also make sure you are being direct with what you're saying, but also read, too. You know, you want to be able to teach people what you read or what you're speaking on to be knowledgeable about certain things. And again, we're not we're not doing that. And I think that's why T.D. Jakes wrote a book about just passing a mic and speaking with the purpose because the words have a purpose. And honestly, th- this whole entire part is not even what I had written down um, for my podcast for episode 22, but I'm just kind of feeling led to even go this way because I think that's the the bigger picture and the and the overall overarching topic is when you speak, speak intentional, and people don't lose sight of the context because context matters. And this is not to be an extenu- uh, an extension of cancel culture at all. It's just speaking with intention, you know. That's really my point here. Because I don't want what I'm saying to be lost in translation. 
And if you do listen, please uh, realize that I'm speaking from a place of respect and a place of sensitivity and wanting to understand and even challenge myself in the way I think. Because, again, I'm from Portland, so I'm mainly, I'm mainly around a lot of white people. and But my, my friend group and my circle of people are completely mixed. I have friends that are Lebanese, Japanese, uh, mixed races, black, like, Vietnamese, Japanese. It's literally all kinds of people. It's not just um, with black people all throughout the day because I'm really not. So I'm learning about you know, Japanese culture and uh, you know, Mexican culture all the time. It's not just me and my little bubble. And I think that's the beauty of my friend group in particular. So I want to big them up because we don't have the same background. We all didn't experience the same thing. But we all have you know, one common goal in life, which is to be successful, you know, be friends, you know, uh, show each other respect, and just show each other love ultimately. So I think that's more powerful than anything. So I feel like if people in like quote unquote middle America, just as what marketing terms would say, if they expose themselves to more people and more different backgrounds, I think a lot of the problems we have as a society would probably go away for the most part. Now it's not going to be the end all, uh, end all be all, but I think it helps to know someone's background and be empathetic to, um, to what someone goes through. Is literally just putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And I feel like some people's shoes are way too tight. It's like, loosen them up, my guy. Let, you, let your toes breathe a little bit. Like, dang, man, it, it just sucks, honestly. So, again, I don't know where this came from. Sorry for the tangent. But I feel like what I'm seeing is impactful. And, um, again, I, I wanted to... You know, kind of just keep my thoughts to myself because um, I didn't want to uh, speak wrongly and inaccurate. I wanted to make sure my uh, points got across clearly. Um, and I feel like, and I hope they did. So again, not, not here to offend anyone at all. Just wanted to just kind of speak my mind. And, and, and I want to be authentic to you guys. I don't think it's fair that you know, I have a podcast and I, and I don't speak what's actually on my mind and censor myself in a way. Uh, I'm going to give it to you how it is, but I'm going to do it again in a respectful, polite way. So that's where I'm coming from. Again, a place of love and respect. But, hey, <laughs> um, I thought that was a good discussion, though. I know I'm talking to myself with my hands and looking at my phone, but I th- I think that people will understand where I'm coming from, and I really hope you guys do. Now, just to give you guys more of an insight and guys more transparency into my life, uh, since you guys take your time out to listen to my pod, uh, I'm just going to be forthright. I, why do I say forthright so much? I don't know, whatever. I'm going to be frank. I got vaccinated. I got the vaccine. Pfizer is running through my veins right now. And it was probably the weirdest experience getting a vaccine. So I went to the Oregon Convention Center. There's probably two to 3,000 people in a line. 
pretty much waiting to get vac- uh, vaccinated. And it was so quiet, you could hear a pin drop. Like, it was so silent. Everyone was just quiet, had their headphones on, on their phones, masked up. And it was just so weird. I was talking to an older lady. She was like, uh, yeah, I just can't believe this is America right now. I was like, yeah, I agree. I just can't believe this is a situation we're in right now. Um, I would have never thought in my lifetime would be in a pandemic and having to wait in a long line to get a vaccine to fight um, COVID-19, 20, uh, and 21, <laughs> basically at this point. And it's just so crazy to me that this is where we are. But hey, I did get the vaccine. So um, I was talking to my fiance about this. Like, now that the world is slowly opening up, you know, should you be required to get the vaccine to go into a sports venue, to go travel? Um, because you are going to be surrounded by a bunch of people. And if safety is our top priority and we know this vaccine works, should people be required to get the vaccine? Um, that's a tough conversation to have because, you know, with the history of vaccines and black people, I see the hesitancy. Probably said that wrong. Hasn't 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 whatever people hesitate. <laughs> uh, people will hesitate uh, to get the vaccine just because you don't know what they're putting in your body. Now I just I, I just don't know if and maybe this is me being being naive. If the government's going to go out their way to pick and choose which people get the vaccine when majority of the people getting the vaccine are white. And to be totally honest, I feel totally fine. I don't have any chills. I don't have any weird symptoms. I didn't break out at all. Um, And to be transparent, I did hear one story where um, one of the homies was actually allergic to one of the ingredients in the vaccine. He broke out. Unfortunately, I don't know what that ingredient was. But he did break out. He had to um, stay back at the Oregon Convention Center for at least four hours to make sure he was okay. Um, I believe that his like throat closed up a little bit and it just was not a good look, but he's straight now. He feels totally fine. So I am ready for the second dose. Um, but I don't want to get off the point of should people be vaccinated to travel and go to sporting events and whatnot. I'm of the mindset to say yes, but it is a slippery slope just because you have people out there with their guard up. But again, if safety is your number one priority, we may have to move to that. And I know a lot of American people will feel like that's taking away their civil rights. Well, <laughs> that okay, I'm not going to even touch that. But I don't think it is. Um, you know, I'm still going to wear a mask ultimately. I got my vac. I'm waiting for my second dose. I'm still going to mask up. Um, I'm going to be very cognizant still of who I'm hanging around just because I don't want COVID to reach myself nor my family. So I'm going to be, um, you know, very cautious about what I'm doing and who I'm around. Um, a lot of my friends actually have the vaccine. So that actually is, um, a plus for myself if I'm speaking selfishly. Uh, my family's also getting it as well too. And we're all, we all feel fine. <clears throat> that was a joke. No, we seriously all feel fine about um, 
once we took it. You know, I'm not going to lie. I had a bunch of anxiety um, after I took it. Like, I felt a huge rush of anxiety go through my body. I was legit thinking, like, well, this is it. I, I'm sick now. But I had to regulate myself, calm down, and realize, you know what, Jamal, your mind's just playing tricks on you. You're totally fine. You know, a few seconds later, a few moments later, hey, I was totally fine. So I'm not here to tell people to get the vac, but I think that you should make a educated decision by reading and looking up different facts, not looking at headlines, not looking at YouTube or TikTok videos of people faking symptoms after getting the vac. Um, I believe that you know, we'll feel fine. I know we don't know the, the long-term side effects of this, but the foundation of the VAC has been in place since 2002. So, again, I feel uh, relatively comfortable. Um, now, speaking of, like, sporting events, like, I know the NCAA tournament passed not too long ago. And for some reason, you know, with the brackets and whatnot, that got me thinking about, like, shoes. Shoes are something I'm into a bunch. And we always try to number, you know, what's our favorite shoe of all time? You know, what's our top three? What's our top five? And I feel like my top five favorite shoes changes. Now, I wouldn't call myself a sneakerhead. I am more of just a Jordan Nike Air Max guy. In particular, Jordan head. I really love Jordans. In particular, one, three, four, five, six. And I love the flu game 12s. 12s are my personal favorite Jordan just because I have some sentimental value uh, attached to them. But I know the overall um, best model is the Jordan 1. Now, just because I <laughs> I always have I always change my answer as far as my favorite um Shoes like top five. I'm just going to tell you all my recent pickups. So my more recent pickups uh, were the Mocha Jordan 1s, the Bretto Jordan 1s, and the Carmine Jordan 6. Now I feel like the Brettos and the Mochas will get a lot, a lot, a lot of love in my rotation just because those colors are just classic. Like I know the brown tones tones have been uh, popping up more recently, but I feel like just that shoe, the color, the model, that's not going anywhere even 10 years from now. I think that that shoe was going to live on for a very long time. The bread toes, probably not so much because they do look kind of weird sometimes, but I've been wanting that shoe for about three years. Um, when they first came out and I saw them, I was like, bro, I don't like these. They're ugly. I was talking to one of my groomsmen, my, my homie Don, really good friend of mine. And he was like, okay, if you don't want them, help me get them. Because at that time, I was hitting on the sneakers app always, like, consistently really getting shoes on there. Um, so I was like, yeah, bro, I got you. I'm not even tripping. So I got him his shoes. I was like, yeah, bro, I can easily get these for you. So I got him the shoes. Uh, he was super um, ecstatic about it. And out of nowhere, after I got them, I was like, bro, why did I get you those shoes? Um, again, context. This was back in 2018. So months later, within 2018, I was like, bro, why did I get you those shoes? I actually really want those. So I've been on a hunt for a very long time. So like I said, three years now, um, searching for those shoes for a good price. I got lucky. 
and it's, I'm just telling myself I got lucky because the shoes cost seven fifty. That's seven hundred fifty dollars USD, uh, mind you. <laughs> so uh, what happened was, again, this is me justifying that price tag. So I had a pair of Off White Jordan Fives, the Off Noir colorway, the black one colorway, and I wore them a few times. But I'm just sorry that Off White look to me is not going to last for my personal taste. To me, it doesn't have longevity in my closet. When I'm picking shoes, it's more of the models that can last a 10 years, like I mentioned. And for me, the Off-White 5s won't do that. Yes, I know they carry a hefty price tag, but I don't buy shoes for hype. I've owned about four Off-Whites, and I've gotten rid of all of them. Um, and I've paid retail for all my Off-Whites, but they just don't do it for me like a Carmine 6 does because... A Carmine 6 is a classic model, and I've wanted that since I was in high school. But back to back to the Off-White 5s. I had to pair Off-White 5s. I wore them a few times. Wasn't really feeling them. They looked like clunkers on me. They were my size, too, which was nice. So I was like, hey, I'm going to put this on OfferUp. Let me sift through all the BS that comes with OfferUp. And I got a good deal. I got a pair of the Univer- University Blue Jordan 1s in cash. Uh, they were DS, which means brand new for my Off-White 5. So I was like, okay, perfect. Hey, now I'm going to use that cash, sell my University Blue Ones for a, a good price so I can end up buying the Brettos. That's what I did because I was like, you know what? I'm I'm never going to use one of my paychecks or my stock money to buy a pair of shoes. So this is the best way I'm going to spend, quote-unquote, that much amount of money on a pair of shoes. So that's what I did. In my mind, I traded the uh, Off-White Fives for a brand new pair of Brettos, and it worked out. But again, you know, if I was, <laughs> if you were to ask my fiance, I paid seven fifty for them. <laughs> but hey, this is me justifying what I truly did. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, what's currently in my rotation right now. Um, Carmines, I probably won't wear those all, probably at all, really. I'll, I'll wear them a few times, but to me, it's a hard shoe to kind of match with because my style is very plain. But, you know, I do like wearing, like, the kits, and I will dabble in Supreme, like, you know, summer T-shirts here and there, and I'm trying to get in more in a hoodie. So I like Kith hoodies a lot. That's kind of what I've been buying recently, like palace jackets. Um, and then again, a, a basic player pair of black jeans or some black cargos, and I'm happy. Style's pretty simple. Um, with the Carmines, they are kind of loud, so I'll make it work. But again, I don't see them heavy in my rotation. Um, like, probably ever. But hey, good shoe. So, with that being said, that is a sneak peek into my shoe closet. And that's actually really going to wrap up episode 22. We went a place I really didn't want to go. But again, I have to be authentic and true to my listeners. You guys are taking time out of your day to listen to me. And I'm very appreciative of that. So with that being said, in closing, you know, Mackie's motivation is going to be this. Be true to yourself. That's it. <laughs> Be true to yourself.
Because if you're true to yourself, you can be true to other people and with other people. You can bring your authentic self out at all times. You don't have to portray someone that you're not. So be true to yourself. So um, until next time, thank you for taking a trip through the mind of Mackie. I appreciate you guys. Thank you.